TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Stories of that game and what happened in the clubhouse is just fantastic. There's no game that can bleep you like this one. <laughs> it's Roycey on baseball. Let's go. All right, welcome in. Another Score North Twin show, Roycey on Baseball, Patrick Roycey and Derek Wetmore. The Twins made a couple of moves while I was on vacation working on my fine suntan, Patrick. Man, and you look sparkling. <laughs> yeah, right. Remind Just... me of uh, George Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for Fort Myers. Uh, <laughs> yes, I got my, right. as they call it, a base tan. Boy, I'm, uh, I'm going to be uh, down there this week for a while, and I'll be able to uh, crack the top on the convertible oh, and start working on my tan again. Good, yeah. I'm getting, uh, I'm getting pale. Well, now you got to catch up with me, Pat. Getting, so you got yes, you got goals. Boy, that is a that is a low threshold <laughs> right there. That's, okay, that's, so the Twins have a couple of uh, bars yet to clear too. They they said at the outset of the winter that they were going to target impact pitching. Pat, I don't see any of that on the <laughs> roster yet. But they did make a couple of pitching moves that interest me uh, while I was out of town. Rich Hill. And Homer Bailey are now twins. Um, some people are underwhelmed by the New Year's Eve signings, but I actually like them for the rotation. What are your takes? I'm glad you brought this up because it's really the only talker in the Twin City sports scene now, right now. The, uh, <laughs> the only thing going on. Bailey, nothing else going on since last Wednesday's. Uh, right. What bowl was it? The Outback Bowl, followed by uh, Sunday in uh, New Orleans. But uh, hey, uh, well, here's the deal, though. Everybody keeps talking about they like the addition of Rich Hill to the road. Rotation. He might not pitch till July. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you, you know, you hopefully, you know, they could have invested three million here, and what he can make up to nine or something, something. like that. Yeah, I read. They it. could have invested three million, and by the time the guy pitches, they might have him. On, they might pull a Jaime Garcia, and they might <laughs> they might be twelve games behind the mighty Whiteys and be ready to trade him at the. Uh, have we changed the trading deadline? By the way, no. Thirty first. The thing that changed last year is there's no okay, non waiver. Still one, but they yeah. were thinking about moving it up even further. But that, that hasn't happen. happened yet. So, I think uh, that's one of those trial. Yeah, hopefully, he'll make more starts than Jaime. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, you know, his, his numbers, it, it, it is one of the most fascinating pitching stories in of recent times that has, has been, you know, for want of a better term, way under the radar because of the number of times he's actually pitched. But his strikeout totals for a guy, what's his fastball, 92, 93 maybe? Thereabouts. And that big loop and curveball that he just started emphasizing uh, he did, when he became a starter. And uh, it's uh, he's, he's been phenomenal when he's been able to pitch. Uh, last year they got thirteen starts out of him, right? Thirteen. And then uh, did he? Did he made one in the postseason. Uh, he was. I thought he came out. Of, did he come out of the bullpen in Maybe October? Did. I'm but, trying I mean, to remember. He back. Was, was it fifteen in Cleveland or sixteen when he was unusable out of the bull? I mean, he pitched in sixty three games, but only because he was left handed. Yeah, in two thousand thirteen with the Indians. Was it that far back? Yeah. Wow. He's he was, been around. He was awful. When did they finally start? You got him in front of you there. When did they? When did he become a starter? So he. He's made a handful of starts throughout his career, yeah. dating back to 2005. He made four starts. But in 2016 is really when I start looking at that Rich Hill yeah. kind of became the Rich Hill we know now, yes. the post-career or late-career renaissance. 20 starts in 16, then he made 25, 24, and last year 13 with mm-hmm. the Dodgers. And it's interesting, this surgery that they're talking about, it's not 
straight Tommy John. It's something to allow him to pitch sooner. It's like they're passing up that whole part of his arm or something, isn't it? I mean, it's <laughs> it's they're saying it's resectioning or something. They're just going around it. I, I guess. I mean, it's it always uh, makes me at, nervous. At age forty, I guess he says the hell with it. What do you got to do to sure. let me pitch a couple more years and uh, and make uh, you know if they get fifteen starts out of them, I guess and they're in it in August and September, then it's fine. They got to get there. Uh, Homer Bailey, now everybody looks at Homer Bailey and they see utter mediocrity. There's also the possibility beyond desperation, he's the uh, the pitching genius analytic guy's selection for this year you know two years ago it was Anibal and they they regrettably let him go and sign Lance Lynn and uh but he's they made him a lot of money right four years 80 or something and then uh and then last year was Martin Perez and he got another job with Boston and they they really fixed him and Omer Bailey actually had his first full season since I think 13 or 14 last year so he made 31 starts mediocre uh but uh you know once uh he pitched okay for his second team that yeah. he went to who was like his oakland second? oakland yeah he pitched okay for oakland but he's a you know he was not going to be brought back to oakland they don't do that kind of stuff but uh but I, I, you know, I would not dismiss him as the of a, a, a chance to be a good uh, third or fourth starter. You know who he replaces for me is Kyle Gibson. Yes, you, yeah, you, yeah, he is, he is, he is Gibby, and uh, you know, I don't think the Twins fans would have uh, had a party, a, a parade, if the Twins would have given Gibby three years, thirty million. Right. You know, I wonder how the new ballpark in Texas is going to play for him. So I, mean, I don't know what the word is. It's tough to know because they're going to close the roof most so, of the time. Yep. Right. So, so you know the the environmental impact we don't know no. but there has been speculation that it'll be sort of a neutral park pitchers yes. and hitters because of course for a hundred years in texas that when it gets hot in the summer the ball flies when i was a kid the rumor or the the sort of wink wink secret that they always said on the broadcast is yeah you know this guy's a good pitcher for texas because mm-hmm. no one else would want to come here so he came you know i grew up in the era of homers i grew up in the era of uh the amateur meteorologist on twins broadcasts and other broadcasts you're listening to and say boy the air is really heavy here tonight Ball's going to have a hard time carrying in the summer. And then I talked to Harmon, and he said, that's what you want. The hotter, the better. That ball gets on that heat and just rides goes, yeah, out of the ballpark. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think we all, by the late 60s, probably realized that we should let uh, uh, let Barry Zavan and the boys. By the way, Barry just passed. What a goofball he was oh. as the local weatherman. But uh, we, could, we could let them tell us a little more about what density of it air means to a baseball and Halsey Hall. Sure, <laughs> rather than but anyway, a color uh, commentator. But yeah, and that's what, you know, not only Texas wearing down it from being in the heat, yeah. you know, but uh, just the ball flying out of the ballpark when I it mean, got hot. Think yeah. of those Rangers teams, too. Yeah. They were great. They were built on the bats. They were able to just put up, <laughs> I don't know, 900 runs and hope the pitching kept well, the 5 i you, anybody, anybody who has, who never had an opportunity to go to baseball games in the old Arlington Stadium. Sure. Missed a treat. Oh, wow. It was one deck, and then they had a little tiny bleacher. 
And it was as minor league a ballpark as you could possibly get. It was their minor league team. And when Bob Short moved the wash, the second version of the Senators down there, it was like on 20 minutes notice. They just went down there to get to the clubhouse. (laughs) To get to the clubhouse, you had to walk through the stands. Okay. So those and one were the the visitors were down the left field line, and the the home team was in right field line. And to get to the visitors, you had to walk under the bleachers that were down the left field. And there were Claire Smith from the New York Times, Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer, great friend of mine. Yeah. I saw her at Jerry Fraley's uh, at Jerry Fraley's uh, memorial service at at the second version of Texas Ballpark this summer. We started talking about that ballpark, and Claire was, like, terrified because her friend Don Baylor, she was big buddies with Baylor, told her that he'd seen a snake down oh, behind no. underneath oh, no. that bleachers. She said, that snake! Oh, no. It was unbelievable. But the windows from the heat in the press box, the press box was always enclosed, so they were, you know, they couldn't open those windows if you wanted to. Okay. Just turned them into these smoked oh, glass. Yeah. You couldn't see through them. But they also had Olympic crickets. I mean, they had Olympic long jumping crickets oh. <laughs> that, that weighed about a half a pound each. Jeez. And. As the night progressed, and they up in the lights, you'd see these in monstrous moths and oh bugs gosh. all with the lights on at, at night. Yeah, but the yeah. crickets went late at night when the lights were turned out, and we were all writing in there. The crickets would start leaping. Oh no! The light. Oh no! And they could leap from the <laughs> field. They, I'm not kidding you, Derek. They could leap from the field to the windows, and oh. they go smack, yeah, and yeah. they'd be big cricket guts. But they couldn't right. get in, right? They just no, hit the windshield, hit basically. Window yeah, you, they look like crows. <laughs> you thought they might break the window. Well, it the was, first year, what a dump! But they did serve booze in the press box <laughs> with. Gorgeous young waitresses in about the second inning and okay. come and ask if you wanted a drink. And those were my drinking days. So I'd say, I'll have a gin and tonic. Yeah, that Thank sounds you good very to me. Yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> but, oh, God. The first like... year at Target Field, were you there for the moths? They'd had these big, big oh, yeah. old moths that come in. Now they close the windows post game, so you yeah. don't get them. Oh, that... But by midsummer, they were butterflies. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, just enormous. And, the, you know, the, the most famous one is Cleveland because there'd be Haven't that. Been there. There'd okay. be that. Uh, Mayflies. Oh. But mayflies don't necessarily come in May, but okay. the little tiny yeah, yeah. natty type sure. stuff. And June or something, July. I was there one night so long ago I was still working on my typewriter, right? Okay. And I was somehow I've got I don't I was working for St. Paul Paper, but the Star Tribune, I did the Star Tribune, I don't think it was late in the year. And uh, they didn't even send beat writers. I was like the only guy in the press box still okay. writing because I was rewriting for the for the evening paper. Every time I typed, I killed a mayfly. Oh, no. and I, basically, I ended up with a sheet of paper with blood on it. Oh, gosh. And I finally had to haul my fat rear end up the hill. There was no cabs or anything about a mile up the hill and right on deadline. Oh, jeez. I had a few large cocktails after that one, I'll tell you. <laughs> yes. But anyway, the, the, bugs, <laughs> the bugs in the old Arlington State. 
stadium. Those crickets, man, I'll never forget them. Bang! Oh, no. <laughs> so, Pat, the weird thing about that is, like, you hear people from Texas and who work with the Rangers that cover the Rangers. It was still a nice ballpark. It was just oh, unbearably yeah, hot. Uh, no, 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 the, this oh, new one. Oh, the new one's fine. Yep. Yeah, I, it was great. Yeah, that they I are. Mean, I mean, it's unbelievable that they're tearing this down. You know what it's going to be next year, this no. year? What's that? The home of their XFL franchise. What? Really? The Texas whatever they are. Oh, my gosh. But uh, the the word is it might only, they're going to probably tear it down in three or four years because okay. the land out there where they're building is worth Boku more bucks, than. bucks, yeah. But. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. Right, right. I mean, it's, you know, you know the Oakland A's should play there. <laughs> they should move. Yeah, that's right. What a rivalry. The Arlington Right across A's. the parking yeah. lot. It would be great. Uh, yeah, so we'll see. Th- to me, it's going to be fascinating how Gibson does if he has a sort of Lance Lynn bounce back or recovery in his game. But to me... This 2000, okay, say what you want about not getting an impact arm. I'm not going to fight anybody on that. You know, we talked about Garrett Cole and Steven Strasburg just for laughs, but then we also talked about Zach Wheeler and Madison Bumgarner, Hyunjin Ryu, and Dallas Keuchel, and none of them are going to be wearing a Twins uniform next year. However, the 2020 rotation, as I look at it right now on paper. Yeah, but you can't put Rich Hill in it. No, that's fine, even without Rich Hill, is better than the 2019 rotation when they started the season there. Okay. I think this is a better okay. group. Well, because you're more confident in Oda Rizzi, for one thing. So, uh, and yeah, yeah, and Jose, and I think Homer Bailey. But you don't get Pineda till uh, what, middle of May? Sure, that's fine. Yeah. Rooster Gratterall. You or... know what? I'd like to take a look at Pineda. Yeah. I'd like to see if somehow this, uh, what happened to him last year, kind of turned into a chemical gastric bypass or something okay so that he shows up because i know he's a huge man he's the biggest man i've ever seen in baseball that includes frank howard wow but he was the reason he was probably taking this stuff was to lose 25 pounds because he was too damn heavy sure so uh and i you know so let's see him can he get himself down to 310 instead of 350 i wonder if it'd be a twins fest Get eyes on him and see if he's I bet, chiseled I bet he down. Show up. Yeah. Part of the suspension, you probably. I mean, they probably could bring him, but I don't think he will. Hmm. I don't. I don't. I don't think so. It it will be interesting to see uh, if he's in Fort Myers. I was going to say the early. Uh, we need an advanced scout to head early, down to Southwest uh, Florida. But he's got plenty of time to get in shape, and I uh, think. He can start pitching like twenty days before it's over in I the think minor it league. Be, it might be thirty guys who are on the suspension. So basically, he's gonna. You know, by the middle of April, he'll be yeah. pitching, right? Yeah, yeah for, so, for the mighty muscles in Fort Myers or something. Yeah. Oh. I, by the way, I don't approve of mighty muscles. <laughs> I just, that's that why I brought de- it up. Is that a desperate attempt to sell T-shirts? I have no what? idea. That's all it is. <laughs> I have no idea. All these names are uh, a desperate well, attempt. But anyway. Miracle wasn't I, that I intimidating. Have ho- I have hopes for... Uh, I have hopes for, uh, why not just the muscles? Why did we make him the mighty I, muscles? I, yeah, your anyway, guess is as good as mine. <laughs> I have hopes for Bailey. I, you know, he's, I'm, there had to be some reason Cincinnati gave him all that money one time. Right. Well, I'm glad you said that you have some hope in it because I, I look at Homer Bailey and let's put on our twins colored glasses for a second. Homer Bailey was an underwhelming trade acquisition when the A's got him. I thought, ah, really? That's, that's your big move, Oakland? That's it? And then he just went and had a dozen really good starts with the A's, the kind that if you're slotting it into the back of a rotation, 
he's better than most guys in that spot. I don't think he's a one. I don't think he's a two. But I I went and did some funny business with his stats. And you might hate this. You might love it. He makes 13 starts for the A's after the trade. One of them was in Houston where they had trash cans, mm-hmm. allegedly. Yeah. If you take out that start where I, I can't remember if he gave up like nine runs or something like that. Let's mm-hmm. just ignore that start for the purposes of this. Homer Bailey, final 12 starts of the year, 3.28 ERA with a strikeout rate that's basically Jose Barrios or Jake Odorizzi. How many Odorizzi? of those were in the Coliseum, do you know? Uh, I wonder how many were home. Good question. I'll uh, look that up. Because that's the easiest park in baseball to pitch in because you get, you get two free outs if you pitch six innings, right? <laughs> a couple fly balls. balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You get, I mean, really. Yeah, no, you're One right. One of the great feats in baseball history is Carney Lansford as a right-handed hitter winning the batting title while playing in the Oakland Coliseum. Where he, <laughs> where he, if you play there every day, 81 guy, you got 15, 20 outs that yeah. you shouldn't have made. Half you know? those starts were yeah. in Oakland, half were on the road. Yeah. So I mean it's a good it's a friendly ballpark, but I you know, I I think he's a he's he's got a live arm and that's that's what counts and uh, they can I, I they've convinced me that they can fix people. Yeah. The start the the pitching people. But here's the problem. Uh you know, a year ago until Pineda's suspension and Gibby got sick and had to miss a couple. Sure. But I think there was a point in the middle of August that Smeltzer had made two starts and Dobnik had made Dobnik had made one. Okay. And the rest of them were the five guys you started the season with, yeah. right? They were healthy basically I mean, they, the whole yeah, time. Yeah, I mean they're they and this is gonna be one of those years where you got Nine ten starters. Somebody you're, grabs you're an have, arm. Yeah, you're yep. gonna have uh, nine ten starters. You hate to see somebody walk off the mound in April holding his elbow, but and it happens. You got uh, well. No, I'm just saying. Okay. Oh, you and mean Brios, because of the oh, I'm saying, circumstances? Yeah, I'm saying Brios, Odorizzi, they'll take their turn. Baylor will Bailey will miss a start here. I mean, look at his record. That's it. And you don't get Pineda. Uh, so you got. Two spots that are open that sure. you're going to have to. Okay, Smelzer. You know, I like Smelzer. He's a crafty little lefty, but what are the odds of him maintaining a place in the rotation for, for 25 start. stars? Yeah, yeah d- d- zero. Yeah, you know, he's a guy that if he faces the Whiteys on Tuesday, you don't want him to face him the following Tuesday, right? You know, and. uh and Do- Dobnik is Dobnik's the same thing. So I, I don't know. I, I I still think they're going to get a starter. It's gonna I be, just don't know who. It's going to be tough to bridge that gap to when you get Pineda and when you get Rich Hill. Yeah. But, you know, we talk well, about— Well, you get Pineda, then okay. Sure. You got this guy down there, and you're— you know, as people say they they got Rich Hill for October. Well, I say get there, get to October. You know, yes, yeah. yes, I mean, that's one hundred percent correct. And it's you know, it's this isn't this isn't uh, two thousand seventeen when they sneaked in with eighty eight victory, oh, yeah. eighty however many, 87, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, I mean, last year, you were 101 games, and you don't you win 101, and you don't get to be the number one seed. And the Indians had what disappointing season, right? Because of all the injuries, and they won 93. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's a it tough will be division. Interesting. I wish they were in Florida. I'd like to go. Uh, 
spend some time with uh, around the there with yeah. Fred Cota and see. See, I mean, what are they going to try to put together now? Can right. they do it again? I should clarify. It's a tough top of the division. Oh, yeah. top to bottom. Well, I like the White Sox. Yeah, they went out I mean. and they've done some stuff. They Those brought three. back Abreu. Uh, some, I don't know what, you know, Reinsdorf's in his 80s now. Maybe he's got senile, but they're spending money like crazy. <laughs> I think they prepare, uh, they like mentally prepared themselves to spend that money last year to bring in Manny Machado. Boy, and they, they couldn't get him. Yeah, exactly right. And now they have all this extra money to go get Grandall and is it Keichel? And I think mm-hmm. Gio Gonzalez is yeah. there too. That's going to be a decent little team. I would like to, when I get a chance to sit down with these guys informally, find out why they didn't give Keichel that money. The Twins. Yeah. It was it only got three years, right? 55 three, three and, and a half. Fifty-five and a half, something yeah. like that. Seems fairly reasonable. Yeah. By current well, standards. Even push that a step further and say last year, right, when he was looking for a one-year deal, I was surprised that Keuchel didn't end up in a Twins uniform. Yeah. I thought he made as much sense as Craig Kimbrell, mm-hmm. if, well, not, if not more. It'll be uh, – uh, we, we haven't even seen the invitees yet, have we? We don't know no, if like, we don't have the list. Balazovich is going to be in training camp uh-uh. or spring training and uh, and uh, you know who else? Well, our buddy Jake DePew pointed out that there's a bit of a complication with Balazovic that if he pitches for Team Canada for what some U.S. Olympic qualifier or something like that, mm-hmm. it'd be in the middle of this year. So he that's a name to watch. That's a team to watch. Our, our friend Jake DePew pointed that out to me. I would not have come across that on my own. Well, I got a hunch if he's in the Twins rotation, uh, they might say, uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. sorry, Canada. <laughs> sorry, Canada. But, uh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm interested to see him because, let's face it, they're not bursting with uh, with pitching prospects. Another guy I'm really interested in is have they been able to do anything this winter with Romero. For I, I think Romero, I said yeah. this before, but my guy LaBelle – like me, knows something about extra weight, and uh, and when Fernando showed up, this one of the first things he said to me is he's he's fifteen pounds heavier than yeah, he was yeah, last year. I said, "Look 20, at yeah. him." Yeah, and I said, "You know, because I, I did, my recollection of him wasn't that good, but you know, he went home and." Thought he had it made and came back and was terrible. It was an afterthought because it, it's a, he has got to me, and I've said this, I would have devoted. Half my winner to saying, <laughs> let's get this kid yeah. in Fort Myers, get him in shape, get his head straight, and uh, I still think he's a starting pitcher. You know, Wes Johnson went and visited, uh, I don't think I he maybe called Taylor Rogers, but he visited Stephen Gonsalves, he visited Duffy, uh, Blake and Parker. Duffy. Yeah, well, they did all that last year, and they're probably doing it again. He should probably to... visit Fernando Romero. Yeah, they're yeah. probably doing it again. Well, hell, Rocco was, you know, went to Cicino and yeah, yeah. hung out. And because uh, I mean, I that's the the thing I like the best about this organization is they're proactive. Because I've been complaining about that for years. Yeah, sure. I've been complaining about you can't send a guy of Miguel Sano's personality. Let's go with sure to entrust him. I mean, you know, you can't. You can't believe what he's telling you on the telephone. You can't. You can't believe what he's telling you on the telephone. You can't trust him and then be mad if you get burned. Yes, right. Yes, yes that's yeah. what you're. And you, you know, the twins are. You know, I told the story I think last week that you know Miguel's being converted to right field, and here we have 
Oswaldo Arcia showing him how to yeah. cross his legs when he runs after a fly ball. One of the worst <laughs> outfielders we've ever had is the only guy there instructing him. Get somebody's arse on a plane yeah. and get down to Florida and spend two weeks with him. Tell a 25th man candidate that your ticket yeah. to the big league rosters yeah. to help this guy's drop step. Yeah, man, <laughs> Yeah, I know. I mean, these guys are much more proactive than they were. Well, in the old. Now, one thing that does limit them, like I've always said, have a mini camp and start spring training three days later. But I guess you can't. You'd have to get the CBA. You stuff. can. Yeah. But it has to be all voluntary. Yep, you know, that's right. It can't, it, it, it's so, not, not any such thing as a mandatory minicamp. No, no, not in Major League Baseball. There's The grind is long enough, they decided. The players' union decided. But you don't remember, Pat, because this was less than 12 months ago. Fernando Romero was being written in pen into Twins' bullpen plans, and he was yes. going to be one of their monsters at the back. And then you finish the season, and he's just a complete afterthought. Yeah. I was surprised to see he's him as a September caller. Yeah, yeah. And that's uh, how far he fell. Well, in the year. spring training of 2018, he was the man. Yeah, remember they, yeah, yeah. They basically sent him out on March 15th, so they didn't completely fall in love with him. That's right, know? right. And you remember your guy uh, Lavelle's line about him when we first saw him. We'd seen the numbers, and I can't remember if he pitched in some winter league or something where it was like, hey, watch out, this guy's next. Lavelle, he comes into camp and he did an interview indoors mm-hmm. with uh, aviator sunglasses on after he uh, first popped at like 98 on the yeah. gun. Lavelle comes in and he goes, man, that guy's so cool. He's Bruno Mars with a fastball. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good line. Yeah, they need somebody like that to uh, to appear. But here's the other it thing. It could be Gratterall, though, too. I actually wrote about this in the middle of the summer. You can't take every live arm you got and put it in the bullpen. No, that's right. You have to develop some starting pitchers. Yeah. You know, and they've, you know, oh, well, he's better out of the bullpen. Okay, Duffy has found his spot, right? And they were right about that. But you can't take all these guys and put them in the bullpen yes. and not have any starting pitchers. Right. Well, Especially, let's forget about the 2020 for a second, because Falvey and Levine are always thinking about 21, 22, 2023. You have Barrios and, well, Gratterall, I guess, if he's going to stay a starter. But Odorizzi's going to be a free agent, right? Yeah. Uh, Homer Bailey's a one-year year. deal. Yeah. Rich Hill's 40. He'll be 41. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's... Yeah, they got to... Some of these guys have got to pop up, that's for sure. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. What pitchers are on the come, really? I mean... Well, let's talk about that when we come back, okay, Pat, we come back. they got to figure out their well, spring training invitees. Well, I'll also have to investigate the shocking news that the Twins might not get Josh Donaldson. I've been having heart palpitations for two days since I heard that news. <laughs> That's next on uh, Score North Twin Show, Racy on Baseball. Back after this. Planning for a secure future requires sound investment advice. That's why I rely on my guy, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, for guidance in planning and maintaining a long term financial strategy. This is Ricey, and I've known Josh for many years. I trust Josh and recommend him because he listens and delivers the kind of service that you'll need to feel confident about your financial future. I encourage you to get to know him the same way I did many years ago. Call Josh Arnold at 952-925-5608 and set up your 48-minute no-obligation consultation. Call 
800-925-5608. You'll always get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice. Call Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold at 952-925-5608. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Welcome back. Score North Twin Show, Racy on Baseball. It's Patrick Racy and I'm Derek Wetmore with you. We're going to talk about Twins pitchers that, that might be next and how they can fill out their rotation, but we have to start with the shocking news that Pat says has given him <laughs> heart palpitations. The Twins are pessimistic about their chances to sign Josh Donaldson, according I, to your paper. Uh, if I was him, oh, he's. Uh, I think a lot of people think he's going to go back to Atlanta now, right? But if I if I was him, I had a Washington option. I'd go there. The early reports were Rendon and uh, yeah, maybe right. win another. They still got the pitching, baby. Yeah, they do. That's, uh, you can win another World Series with uh, you get to hit and hit either in front or behind Soto and uh, <laughs> not and, bad. Uh, play third base for a championship team with three great starting pitchers. Yeah, and the early speculation on the rumor mill hot stove season was that Josh Donaldson, all else being equal, wanted to be back in Atlanta. It's the place that took a chance on him and sort of the recovery yeah. contract and comfortable, well, and dumbest, that was a good team too. The dumbest thing I've heard is the Dodgers. The Dodgers are going to sign him so they can and put Turner at first base. What? What? Are, the Dodgers got more players than they know, know. what to do yeah, with. That's right. <laughs> Worry about your pitching. Don't yeah. go. And frankly, I think it would have been fun to have him because he's such a, you know, a when he's healthy, he's a hell of a player. But B, he's like nuts. He's one of the most fired up guys. And it would it would have been interesting to see him and Cruz play off each other. Yes. You know, one yes. personality wise. Right. And, you know, Mr. Cool and Mr. Crazy. And, uh, <laughs> but I'm sure they would have got along. Cruz seems like the guy that can get along with everybody. Yes. But uh, uh, I, I, as far as needs go, I didn't see it. Yeah, it's I, just I you add know. another good player. Yes. Yeah, that's bad. all it is. Yeah. It's not a need thing. Though. So this is quoting from the Minneapolis Star Tribune. Phil Miller reported that the Twins' pursuit of Josh Donaldson isn't over, but the team has grown pessimistic about the outcome. Okay. Uh, the Twins' offer is believed to include, and I'm paraphrasing, an average annual salary in excess of $20 million per Miller. And there was a published report in The Athletic by Ken Rosenthal that said Donaldson was just waiting until somebody offered him four years, $110 million. All right. Well, uh, so there are your numbers. All right. Well, go get it if somebody gives that to him. Uh, it is amazing. I, I was shocked last year when Atlanta gave him all that money. Now, Scott Boris is the greatest agent in the history of sports, but uh, this guy who's getting these great contracts for Donaldson might be second. Uh, well. Now, but anyway, I, I'm not real disappointed at this I, if i were a twins fan i'd be much more upset about him not getting a pitcher yes and i am uh, my uh, son mr baseball has kind of gotten me to come around on the idea of moving snow off third and putting him at first and we talked about that a couple weeks ago or last week that you know he might hurt him more at first base than at third base uh snow i His, you know actually the first half of last year i don't think he hurt him much at third base yeah he was fine and no then he kind of he so kind it, of i don't know leveled S- off snow has this weird thing where if you just watch one game, you might come away thinking, this guy's a good third baseman. Or you might come away thinking, that guy's a butcher and he should be a DH the rest of his life. So he makes some plays, but it's the inconsistency that's so maddening with him. Yeah, and uh, one thing that also hurts him uh, is that uh, they don't have a great shortstop. It would be, uh, you know, I think Polanco is an ordinary shortstop at best. And uh, now, here the other deal is, though, as I keep saying, 
it'd be great if he had a shortstop with more range to go in the hole, but they play in the hole now. So I yeah. mean, the whole idea of range and infield play is the infield play has changed. How you judge infield play has changed way more in the last five years than it did in the 120 years before that. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Uh, I, I, they can survive. I mean, they won 101 games with these guys playing next to each other and kicking a ball once in a while. But yeah. it, when, when, the, when the games are 8-6, giving away that run doesn't cost you as much, does it? <laughs> That's right. Uh, but, uh, you know, Sinal, Polanco, Arise – I'm, that's fine with me. That's another question mark is right now, as I write it in pencil, I look at their lineup and I say, A. Ray Adrianza is your first baseman. So nah, they're going to have to go do something to address either corner, yes, yes. even if they don't get a Josh Donaldson. So, and, uh, I, I, you know, I wonder if they'll they, they will probably be rushing them, but uh, I wonder if they'd look at the Kirilov kid. Yeah. He I, they, they love him a lot, but, uh, you know, I don't know. Garber and... You know, nah, they, they already saw their backup catcher. That's not it either. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't know. You can move some guys around there a little bit, and uh, maybe you don't have to have the everyday. Maybe you can play Garber there once in a while. You can play uh, uh, Kepler there once in a while and play somebody else in the outfield. Yeah. Kepler played there for a while. I was going to ask I, I about Kepler. What, what you're going to do. He played a lot of first base. I think it was that. MVP year in the I Southern was, League. When I was in the Florida State, when I, when, uh, I was in the instructional league, and they had Buxton and Kepler and Rosario. Rosario was playing second, and Kepler was yep. playing first. Yep. And, uh, you know, that would have been a. In, in retrospect, <laughs> why not look at Eddie a little longer as a second baseman? What I a second that. baseman that would be. I thought about it? that. Yeah. I mean, not that ship has sailed. Sure. But. What a second baseman that would have been offensively back yeah. then. 32 yeah. homers. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Of course, you had one who hit 42. Sure. So. <laughs> yeah. Dozier wasn't bad either. But uh, I don't know. But uh, you can get a guy like Dozier and sign a guy from like Dozier for nothing and let him play first base. You, yeah. You know, you can... Uh, you can you can uh, you can you can solve first base problems. I do, yeah, I agree. I do wonder if the uh, the Dozier, to use your term, I wonder if that ship has sailed. Given that he was looking for an extension, and this organization well, under Falvey and Levine, was I think not. the other thing is there's no options right? for Dozier right now. Yeah, he's he's a, probably going to get a minor I mean, league deal. He ended up being the third team second baseman. Yeah. For the Washington, he got one one at bat in the World Series, and right? Washington just brought back as Dribble Cabrera, yes, one of the guys yeah. who'd surpassed him. I yeah. mean, I mean, they went they went and got Cabrera, yes, rather than play Dozier. So, so there are a couple of free agent first basemen. I mean, I'm not going to make you pick your preference, but Eric Thames is out there. Mitch Moreland, I think, hasn't signed yet. Moreland's uh, got to be looking for some money, huh? Maybe, but I mean those those kind of guys are signing five million, six million. Yeah. A well, year. Moreland, he just he, my only problem is he's another left-handed at bat, sure. bat, and they're a little left-handed already. But he's a good player. Uh, if you but, think Ryan Zimmerman's going to leave Washington, he's a free agent, I, but he'll either I, stay in Washington or retire. Uh, you got to get somebody who's going to play. Yeah. You got to. I mean, I'm. I, to me, it's uh, right now when you're talking about thirty. Three-year-old, thirty-two-year-old guys. Durability, as Bud used to say, durability is just as important as ability. <laughs> okay, most important thing, and this is not a revelation from on high. You have an excellent lineup if Byron Buxton plays. If he doesn't, 
then you're back to shuffling. And then you're looking for Jake Cave or somebody like that. Jake Cave is not a guy you want to have have 200 at bats. You want him to have 130 and or whoever your fourth outfielder is. I I'd, I'd take Lamont Wade myself. But it's, you know, Buxton's got to play 135 or 40, 140 games or you know, you're 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 not close to being as good as you can be. I think you're right. I think you're uh, right about it's, that. It's, it's it's time. Last year, I had somebody tell me that I, I was looking at it from the outset and saying, "Hey, you got a pretty decent team on paper here. It's all hinging." And I don't think I was alone in saying this, Pat. It's all hinging on what the big guy does and what the center fielder does. Yes. it was Buxton and Sano or bust. Yeah. And the person said, "I don't know. I like our team without that." This is a person who works for the Twins. I like our team, whatever those guys do. I hope they're good, but. This is a good team. And I thought, yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, well, this yeah, year I, mean, I feel there's, even there's, more strongly. There's you know, it's you can be acceptable. You can, you know, you can okay, well, we're good in the corners and uh, we got Cave or somebody playing center field. Does this team That's, win the AL Central if Sano isn't good and Buxton plays 130 games? They can. They can. They're not they're not going to uh they're not going to be uh they're not a. They're not going to win 101 games again. They're not going to hit 700 home runs. They're. I mean, that's it's just not reality. <laughs> you know, they're gonna they're gonna do something with the ball. A. You, you can't so? trust them. Oh yeah. yeah, hell yes. Yeah, I do too. And then they'll then they won't admit it. Right. But randomness uh, but, fluctuation. But even you know, I mean, uh, Mitch Garver being God when it comes to power is uh, some of these things are going to level off, but. You know, score. They scored a thousand runs. A thousand. <laughs> That's this is. I mean, I talked to Rocco about this late in the year. That he's saying, you know, this is. People have to realize that this is historic. Yeah, this yeah. is this has never been done before. And I, you know, and they and they were won fifty five games in a row. Yes, they're not going to win fifty five games in a row. It just doesn't happen. Probably not. So they need Buxton. Yeah. Yeah. And they need Miguel to show up at a good trim slim two eighty, <laughs> like he played land last year, and flexible and, and athletic, three oh five, ready to yes. go, and uh, and ready to you know once in a while not chase a high fastball. Sure, yeah. Uh, I mean, but you can take the second half, Miguel, and be happier, happy as you can be. But uh, they they just. They need their best team on the field, and they didn't have it last year. And they won 101 games. That ain't that's not feasible again. I look at their roster, Pat, and I say they haven't lost a ton of talent that I'm really scared about losing. Right? You know, Martin Perez signing with the Red Sox, Kyle Gibson signing with the Rangers. I, do, I don't see Jay Crone and Jonathan Scope joining Guardian. Well, you in know, Jonathan Scope was a hell of a guy. He saved him for a couple of months, but I mean, the only reason they paid it played him the last three months was as a favor. Once this kid came up, keep, you know, once, keep him ready. Uh, once the yeah. rise came up, you were never close to having your best lineup if he wasn't in it. That's right. So, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I like to have him around, but there was no chance right. he was coming back. I, I say that to say this, that the, the talent that is here versus the talent that was here a year ago, eh, so what doesn't scare me. Okay, here's what I'm asking you. They knew deep in their hearts they weren't going to get Donaldson, even though they acted like it. You know, they they had a ten percent chance, maybe. As we record this on a Monday afternoon, by they're the way, they're not getting it. It's not done. Just saying. If if you hear this podcast and the Donaldson <laughs> signs here, 
<laughs> call, uh, text me or call me up and I'll buy you a beer or something. <laughs> Next time I see you, I'll buy you a beer. It's mention it to me. Dangerous with how many listeners mention, we have on this yes, show, Pat. Oh, yeah. Mention, mention it to me. I owe you a beer. That's great. Uh, but there has to be, there had to be a plan B when they let Crone uh, go. Yeah. There has to be, okay. You think what so? What are we doing here? Right. Because they knew they could get him back for what eight or nine? Did he get nine from Detroit? Oh boy, thought he got nine. Um, I'm gonna have to remember. I have to think some more about those contracts. I thought they got yeah. like six million bucks a piece, something like okay, that. Well, six, six and a I half. Mean, there had to be a reason that they didn't bring him back. They're, right? They're gonna. I can, You know, I'm I'm interested in spring training the first. Four days of the season to see who's spring training to see who's playing first base. Some people have said Marwin would be your option A. I well, think yeah, A-Ray's maybe better than Marwin or had a better year in 2019 anyways. Yeah. He might be a better first baseman. Well, Marwin, know. again, you got the problem of being healthy. I like Marwin a lot, though. Yeah. He's, a, he's a good extra player. That's right. I, I like him. I suppose they could move Miguel. If they want to move to Miguel the first, they could let, say, Marwin's my third baseman, and then, yeah, well, you don't want Adrian. He I know, trust it's me. It's like playing Jerry Terrell at first base back in the 70s. You don't play that guy at first base. There's a pull. It's just a bad just a bad vibe. Okay. You don't have a slap-hitting, a semi-slap-hitting infielder, utility infielder, playing first base. Okay. That just doesn't happen. If you do it. Unless he's making $23 million. If you do it, dollars. you're going to finish fourth. <laughs> just because the other your team, you're embarrassing your team. Yeah. You're embar- I, I think the guy's a great backup. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not great, but certainly acceptable. He's rostered. But you don't play him at first base. To, to me, I mean. There's a, there's a few things that, very few things still remain sacred in baseball. <laughs> and having a guy at first base who can hit a double is one of them. <laughs> well, the Twins got used to that over the years with Maurer standing <laughs> yes! over there. <laughs> bring Joe. Maybe they're going to bring Joe back. Hey. Any chance? I, come on. He's healthy. <laughs> you know, he's bored with watching his little twins run around and play soccer. He's probably the star the of their sun, men's league basketball team. The son's probably still in diapers driving him crazy. Maybe uh, maybe Joe comes back. You know what? Make the call after we get off of this phone <laughs> yes, call. Right. And I want the report How about, on I your think, Twitter you know, account. I see a score north headline. Would Maurer come back to fill <laughs> Twins' hole? Yeah. Pat, who do you think wrote that column? <laughs> We've had it in the can for I two months. I think he's a guy I'm going to be doing Ricey and Chain with here pretty soon. <laughs> as Judd, soon as he's done taking calls from Vikings Judd, fanatics? Yes. Yeah. Judd, sounded, Judd was driving home to write last night when I talked to him after being on the radio for like nine hours. Oh, taking, it was a great show yesterday. Taking Viking calls. Oh, if you didn't hear any Except of Vikings' Viking, vent line. There's no way vent lines is good. When they have a glorious victory is when they have a heartbreaking defeat. There, there, there's pros and cons to but each I'm of them. I'm sure business-wise, it was great yesterday. Did Randy call and declare his stud? I didn't not? hear Randy call, and I did. Randy would still be talking about who to call a stud. The one I saw today was they, they clipped one up for social media, and uh, it was Bob calling from his hot tub in celebration. Okay. <laughs> hot tub Bob. And that was the best was call. Was that Bob overserved at the time? Uh, no, I think he was appropriately served. Okay. Well, I don't know if he's good. overserved. Uh, no, I... You know what? One thing that triggered my memory when we were talking about the the roster and the talent-wise for the Twins, 19 compared with 20. One thing that we talked about at the time, haven't really spent a lot of time on since... They're losing some staffers that were pretty valuable to them last yes. year. I do wonder how much yeah. losing Derek Shelton, Jeremy Hefner, 
and James Rousen is going to impact the Twins in 2020. I, I would rate the losses as uh, Shelton one and uh, Rousen two. I, I, uh, the Rousen one puzzles me. He, he, he must think that this gives him a better chance to be a manager, huh? I, when they fire, well, it does, right? Manny Lee, <laughs> just yeah. objectively, it, it does, does. It does probably because you know Rocco is going to be here for as long as he wants, right? Now for five, six yeah, years, right? And uh, he'll probably tire of the job before they yes, tire of yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, I can see Rocco saying, "The hell with it! I'm going to go climb the Himalayas." Well, or, or work in, in a like, front office in in four years. Maybe no, Rocco's an adventurer. Okay, you know? he's yeah. Um, You'll see him at the Andes, yeah. Quoted, then I talked to him the other day about, uh, I was doing a Hugh McCutcheon column, and he and Hugh McCutcheon have become buddies. Oh, okay. Yeah, remember Hugh He's a big-time volleyball player, yeah. Yeah, Hugh was down there, and they brought him down to spring training for a couple of days. Yeah, I'd forgotten that. You're right. But before that, they talked a lot. So anyway, but, you know, he and the... He and the girlfriend, who's now the fiance, finally. Um, Way to hang in there, young lady. Uh, you know, don't ever give up. Uh, but they were out walking around in the Colorado Hills or Montana or something. Oh yeah, thing. yeah. He's a he's a nature walk. He's an interesting cat. Yeah, he's an interesting cat. Much more interesting than he would let you know. When the TV cam, that's when, right. When Marty's asking him questions, At, or, uh, that's right. Or if you're addressing Andrea or Andrea, or Andrea, Audra, a player like screwing up or something like that, he is as flatline as they could possibly be with praise and defending the player. But yes. you're right. There's more there. However, well, Rocco, I think it's very simple for Rocco. He treats players the way he wishes he had been treated. That's right. You know, I agree with that. A, I mean, I don't think I don't think it's a big. Uh, you know, I I don't think it's a big uh, study from talking to I, I you know I think he he talked to guys about you know team building strategies and stuff like I hate that term but I don't know I know what you mean but I I'm think, a millennial I think Pat, it's as okay. far I think as far as as <laughs> treating a guy on an individual basis yes. it just goes back to he wishes he'd been treated this way I thought about that so Did he much ever last year yeah he started well, under Lou that's how he found out how not to treat him because a then if you're if having your a guy who shows you. up at the uh, at the uh, at the stadium like he's disgusted to be there is sure. probably not the way to do it, That's which right. is the way Lou did it when he went to Tampa. And he speaks really highly of Lou Pinella, but I do think I'm that sure there is an a, element. As a baseball man, yeah, yeah. you know, Lou is in the, sitting in the dugout with that warm-up nylon thing with a four-day-old beard. Just bored. Bored as hell. I mean, <laughs> all of a sudden he went from managing 116 wins to taking this job like an idiot. Sure. And now he's down there with Namoli, one of the dumbest human beings that ever lived. And Rocco's sort They're of not, the savior, not right? Not I believe. At but. the time. And yeah, yeah. He was viewed as one of the, yeah. the risers. And yeah, if you're getting criticized by your manager in the paper or something like that, it it probably yeah, takes I a little mental energy away from you. This Bell, uh, I mean, he had a relationship with Derek Shelton. I yeah. doubt if he has a relationship with the Mike Bell, right? Isn't it Mike Bell? I think it's Mike. Yes. He's a good piece. Sorry, I drew a play because of, of his brother. He's a good piece because of the family. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're, they've are they been around for... It's Buddy around. Bell's kid, isn't it? Huh? And uh, Buddy Bell's... Buddy Bell's... Well, he's up son there. Third, you know, Gus Bell's grandson, oh, wow. who was a former Cincinnati Reds. And 
I look at these I two love guys. Shit. I Shelton though. I, I, yeah, that's I right. Think he's a hell of a guy. Well, and Ralston too. I and think he's close. These guys. Bradenton. Yeah, we're another have to early go see column Shelty. for me yeah. that I can get while I'm down there in Florida <laughs> pretending like I'm working. The Fort Myers Advanced Scout. We're going to get a lot of work out of you this year. That's right. I look at Shelton and Ralston both leaving, and yeah, it's a little surprising on one token, but that's a compliment to them because. Now, what do we know about the hitting coach? She'd been in the system, Valera, at, right? Varela. Um, yeah. is highly is regarded. He, he uh, came up under, he was actually, is I think he, he was uh, in Pittsburgh. Is he from Miami or something? Or I don't is know. He from uh, the Dominican? I don't or, know the family uh, history. It's a Hispanic name, obviously. Yeah, Edgar Varela. Um, and I believe bilingual, I heard in an interview with uh, uh, Twins Radio Network. But Another I think he grew up in, me. there you go. I think he grew up in Pittsburgh's organization. By the time you guys get down here, I'll have all this stuff done. She's, she's all done, boys. Here are the <laughs> keys to well the press go box. back home. Uh, yeah, but it is it is interesting. And, and Hefner was kind of the analytic link to Molitor before he had this assistant pitching coach. Yeah, I think that's less necessary now that the... Did we hire a backup pitching coach? No, they're still looking for, uh, what, Eddie Eddie Guardado's old role, bullpen coach, that then went to Mm -hmm. assistant pitching coach under Jeremy Hefner. I haven't seen news anyways of a hire there. Do they have a bullpen coach anymore, or they just changed the title? No, they just have the assistant pitching coach. Does nobody hang out in the bullpen? The assistant pitching coach does. So Hefner would sit out with the guys and get the phone calls, hey, you got to warm up, that kind of thing. You know, the hidden hero of that coaching staff, from what everybody tells me, is Rudy Hernandez. Really? The, The Hispanic players love him. He's tireless he'll spend hours in the cage with him hmm. and he he's helpful too i mean sure, it's, he's, sure. he's helpful too and and honest to god when terry and those guys hired him it was just well we need a okay everybody's giving us all this abuse about having no spanish speakers i guess we can give rudy the job and and he's he's been very good but you're right it's it's uh you know it was a uh staff that uh i think shelton really bound together last yeah, year yeah and especially with you know stel Mazik was always kelly's guy you yeah, know and, and it was not sure and camp Stelly was always the but did that guy who makes everything go in spring training that everybody's not just standing around doing nothing and last year they had what hour and a half workouts <laughs> yeah but it, was, long it was precise yeah. and uh, you need somebody that's that good at that yeah it's it's not but hey, they've stolen enough guys from uh, Tampa that sure. uh, they gotta they gotta feel like it's the other way around. It's now. fascinating to me that both Shelton and Rousen always gave off the perception that they were yeah. Of course, they aspire to be big league managers, but you never sensed a sort of. Uh, clash there that the Twins brought in Rocco Baldelli instead of hiring one yeah. of them. So then. To me, that makes a little sense. Why you'd go to another organization and say, "Okay, this is Rocco's club." I was, I, I fulfilled I, my duties. I here. don't think though, Rousen could have uh, thought in any way after 2018 that he was a candidate to be a. Because let's face it, it's it's a it was a surprise to most of us that he stayed and the pitching coach got fired because the pitchers had a better season in 2018 yeah. than the hitters. Yeah, but. I'd say he rallied last year. Yeah, no Rousen. kidding. So anyway, Rousen's a really good guy. Yeah, so. I, I really He'll enjoyed, be missed. Yeah, I really enjoyed our time together. And I'm just, if if Shelton was hired on day one of the offseason, maybe Rousen's the bench coach. But as it is, you lose three very qualified major league coaches. After yeah, I didn't know Hefner at all. I don't think I ever had a talk with him. Smart guy, really knows mm-hmm. pitching. 
uh, able to speak the language, so mm-hmm. to speak. Well, it'll be interesting to see if we have different faces walking around with the iPods and yeah. uh, iPads that won't talk <laughs> yes. to you in the elevators. Like uh, they're afraid you're going to say hello, and they'll want to find out what they do. We got ten or twelve of them, man. They're like they're like the guys trying to track the code uh, in, during World War II. And, uh, Enigma. Go watch the Enigma movie. Enigma. And you can see how the Viking at the Twins front office was it works. Imitation game with uh, Imit- Benedict yeah, it was Cumberbatch. The second that, one, but okay. before that, there right. was one, the Enigma, which was better. But yes, imitation game. I'll add it to my list. It's it, basically, I think the Twins use the same format <laughs> for the. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, we'll be back next week on Roycey on Baseball. I'll be talking to you from Florida. We're going to have the machine is already set up in the press box, Good. ready to roll. And if Josh Donaldson is there taking ground balls, I want the first hand <laughs> okay. report. All right. I'll put a forty-eight hour limit on when you can collect your beer for me, <laughs> and I'll be in Fort Myers, so you won't be able to find me. Good luck. All right. He's Patrick Roycey. I'm Derek Wetmore. We'll talk to you next week on the Score North Twin Show, Roycey on Baseball.